At Gates, we are passionate about the Word of God. We hope the message you are about to listen to empowers you today. You know, in one of the songs we sang today, I noticed the wording was, I've known you as father, and I've known you as a friend. And as a result of that is where you receive the goodness of God. The song was, we were singing about the goodness, but whew, there's something about knowing him as a father and knowing him as a friend. I mean, really knowing him as a father. And that has to be developed. If you've not been in our series here on relationships, if you've not listened to these, it would be good for you to go back and listen to them. But There's no, I'll just say these two things. Relationships are destroying people every day. But you can't, and, and, and I'm using the word can't, you can't really develop an ongoing relationship with other people. I don't care how close or how distant the relationships are. You can't develop, you can't develop strong, lasting, ongoing relationships with people without having a revelation of a relationship with Father and Son through the Holy Spirit. It just doesn't work. I wish it did. And you might disagree with me, and that, that's fine. I, I just, I'm in this series because I see that relationships are hurting deeply. And we, individually, need to know Him as Father, not God. He's God. He's God. No question about it. But we, he said we can know him as father. And he said we can know him as friend. And we have to know him that way. To be able to have right and effective relationships with other people. I see people get born again. They know that they don't have right relationships with different people. They try to get rid of them. I did for many years. I had... I've shared with you even in these, I had attitude toward both of my parents. I had, I came from a divorced home, like, you know, that, that's common today. So many people have, you know. And, and so as a result of that and things that happened, you know, I blamed them for things. And so, so I got born again. I, I, at around 18 years old, I got born again. But I, I knew, and I had people telling me, well, you have to forgive. You have to forgive. You have to forgive. I don't want to forgive. I'm born again, and I love Jesus, and I, I want to develop a relationship, but I don't want to forgive them, you know? I wasn't saying that to the people telling me that, but I was thinking that. I'm mad at them. I don't like them. I don't like what they did to me. And because I struggled in that way, <laughs> I had a, you, you ever seen a duck and its little chicks, you know, like going to a pond or something, they're, they're lined up like that? And, and I had a, a lineup of all these 
other bad relationships. And I was walking around. They were following me everywhere. I had attitude toward most of my family. Didn't like them. Didn't want to be around them. My, my younger sister got married in the early 2000s sometime. And um, my wife and I and my daughters were in our suburban and we were headed to the wedding in Dallas. And uh, I didn't want to go. I was mad. Didn't like it. I'm a pastor of a church. But I didn't like it. I was mad. And uh, as a result of being mad, I got lost in Dallas. I, I don't ever get lost. And so because I never get lost, then I have pride about getting lost. I'm just being honest with you. But I got to that wedding, and <laughs> I think my sister got married because I spent that whole two days repenting to all my family. My life has never been the same. It's been ongoing development, but it's never been the same. Because my heavenly father said, you can't live like this. You can't allow these relationships to stay this way and you be the victim and you blame all of them for the things that are not right, because that's what I was doing. I, I, not consciously, you know, and it, and it wasn't huge things. And I'm saying that not to try to justify myself. I'm saying you can cover things like that up and think they're not wrong, but they hinder your relationship with God and being able to receive from Him. That's why we're ministering on this. relationships because I'll just tell you this if you have help if you have help you can handle any difficulty in life but you have to have number one help from the helper but then you have to understand the need of, of needing help from other people oh, I can do it on my own nope Jesus couldn't do it on his own. He had to have 12. Hmm? He had to have 12 with him. And then, not too short, long after that, there was 82 of them. Right? And then at another time, there was, we know of about 500 of them. You can't do it on your own. The deal is, you don't need a friend to fix you. You need the Holy Spirit, the helper, to help you get fixed, get to deal with the issues and the, the wrong relationships and the things, that because that's what we're talking about today. You need His help, but along the way, you need other people that know Him the same way that are some skin that help. But you don't need somebody to fix you. That's the wrong focus and understanding. You need the helper to help you. Because his help, what he does is he brings you to that fixed place that God's already created for you. And I'm telling you, relationships, the development of relationships are the key to you and I being delivered in our lives.
and living a life where we can help other people. I'll just say this. The life I'm talking about is not for the (laughs) faint-hearted. Nope. I mean, just just look at, just look at, I'm just going to talk for a little while. I've got two passages I'm going to read to you that, that will kind of, kind of back up everything that I'm saying to you. But just look, just look at Jesus. You have to look at him through the Gospels. You have to look at him and his day-to-day life and the things, that, the accounts that we have. Just look at his life. I mean, there was drama everywhere with his 12, with the 82, with the 500, huh? with the Pharisees, the Sadducees, all the people that were the religious people of the day that hated him, right? And everywhere he went, somebody was wanting something from him or somebody was challenging him about something along the way. This life that you and I are living in with the Lord Jesus Christ, it's not for the faint-hearted. He wasn't, we can't be. We have to develop that friendship, that connection, that oneness, as we talked about this last week and and on Wednesday night. By the way, on Wednesday nights, uh, whatever I'm sharing today, I'm doing kind of a review on Wednesday. Because you can't get it all like in what we're talking about now. You can go back and listen to things, but then there's a review and kind of adding a couple little things. So Sunday, Wednesday, we're talking about the same thing for a while because it's so important. But the reason it's not for the faint-hearted is because what we see with Jesus is he didn't live for himself. He didn't live for himself. I want, to, I want to read this scripture to you, this passage in John 16. It says, Jesus says this in verse 12, John 16, 12. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will not take of what is mine, uh, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it unto you. All of that was possible because of the relationship that Jesus the Son had with Father. We talked about that last Sunday. And where that started and where that was developed is in relationship that Jesus had with his father and his mother on the earth, Joseph and Mary. We see that he submitted to them until he was 30 years old. And he learned from them. Things were developed in his submission to to them and who they were. But when we look at him and his life... And what he went through, he went through it for the sake of other people. See, if you're you're not developing right relationships, you're not learning how to not be about yourself. I'm going to say it again. 
If, if you're not developing a relationship with Him, then you're not learning in life how to not be about you. The problem with relationships is in so many cases they're one-sided. Some person's doing all the giving, the other one's doing all the taking. I'm just talking to you, okay? I'm just talking to you today. You have to be a giver, not a taker. So if you're a taker, okay, which all of us are, you have to learn to be the giver. You have to learn to want to know more about other people's relationship, you know, their lives, than everything being about you. Because when everything's about me, most of the time I'm the victim for things that are not working correctly in all the different relationships that we will be talking about. To this point, we've talked about Jesus' relationship with the Holy Spirit, and we've talked about Jesus' relationship with His parents, and Jesus' relationship with His Heavenly Father, because those relationships and understanding them are the ones you and I need to have to have effective relationships with everybody else. That's why Jesus had the answer to give to anybody and everybody that came His way. And remember, everywhere he went, there was drama. The thing about right relationships today is, the one thing there can't be for you to have good relationships with other people is drama. I'm talking about from you. Hmm? I can't control. In my relationship with my wife, if she's dramatic and there's drama flowing as a result of her, I can't stop that and change it. She can do whatever she wants to do, but I can do it with myself, vice versa. I can deal with me. I don't have to let what she does or what someone else does in life affect the way that I react. And I promise you, when you learn to live that way, you know what people say about you? Man, that's a good friend right there. Yeah, that guy right there is a good friend. That, 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 that person right there, that lady right there, she is a good friend. Why? Because she's not about herself. He's not about himself. And we have to develop that. You have the rest of your life to develop it. You don't have to, you know, gosh, we're on a time clock. No, you, you're in eternity right now. And you got the rest of this life and beyond to develop that. Only difference on the other side, there's no resistance to it. Meaning there's not all those ugly people that produce bad relationships. And, and listen, listen, I promise you, they will find you out. They will find you. I, I, I mean, listen, listen I, I don't care how much you overcome in a situation. I said, what did I say? This is not for the faint-hearted. Every victory that you get, man, there's someone else coming maybe in a little bit different direction with a little bit different smile, with a little bit different look, with a little bit different attitude coming after you to try to stir you up. They're everywhere. You've been used by the enemy to affect other people. <gasps> oh, not me, Pastor. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You've been one of those demons. 
And you know, you got to laugh about it. What I'm talking about is demons in your soul. Demons in your soul are the devil. He's talking to you, telling you things, trying to keep you in bondage and keep you from living the life that I'm talking about and developing true and right relationships with other people. No, he's speaking to you in here, and you've been used by him. Me, you, all of us have been used by him to affect other people. I don't want to do that. I do not want to be used by the devil to stir up drama in the lives of other people. Can you say amen to that? But when we look at Jesus' life, the difference maker in Jesus' life, I'm going to say it again, the difference maker in the life of Jesus was the Holy Spirit. And he, Jesus called him, the Holy Spirit, the first helper, or, or the second helper. Jesus called himself the first helper. So you and I get double help. We get help from the living word, right? That's who Jesus was, the living word. And we get help from the second helper that reveals the living word and shows us what to do, how to do, how to act, how to respond, how to live this life. And if there's anything on planet earth right now that needs to be developed, it's relationships at every level, everywhere. People need to be developing true and correct relationships based on godly principles. The issue with that is, man, when you look at what Jesus said, well, you know, he didn't really mean that. No, he did. Yeah, but you know, that was in that day. He didn't live in our day. No, no, he said it then about today. And a hundred years from now. Time does not change the word of God and what Jesus meant. If he said it, he can't lie, and that means that's what he meant. So, If the host put out the seatbelts in your chair today, just click the seatbelt so you can't get up and walk out <laughs> in what I'm going to say about relationships. And all I'm going to say about relationships is what he said, right? Or the Apostle Paul, him through the Apostle Paul, or him through the Apostle Peter, or whatever. Amen? But we need to hear it. Can you say Amen. <clears throat> so, I read this verse, I don't know if I read it last Sunday or if I read it Wednesday, I'm going to read it again. 2 Corinthians 13 and verse 12. And it says this, greet one another, it's the last of Paul's letter to the church at Corinth, the two letters he wrote, but this is the end of them. He said, greet one another with a holy kiss. All the saints greet you. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Communion with the Holy Spirit be with you all. 
That word communion there in the Greek is the word for relationship. It's a word for fellowship. If you look at the words for relationship in the Greek and the words for fellowship in the Greek, they're the same words for communion in the Greek, and it's the word kononia. And one of the definitions in the Greek for this word is the Greek defines it as social intercourse. You don't like that word? Just talk to God about it. That's in the Greek definition. That's not the Webster's, that's the Greek. You go look at the word. Social intercourse. Social connection that is about relationship. It's about fellowshipping and what that really, really means. And he said in that verse, he said that they would be with you. He said, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Fellowship and relationship be with you all, with the Holy Spirit. He talked about the people of the day. He said, all the saints greet you. He said, and so in a package deal in these three verses of Scripture right here, he's saying how important it is to me to have fellowship, relationship, communion, kononia with people, with friends, with God, with the Holy Spirit, and a connection that will make the difference in everything else that you and I do. Can you say amen? Amen. Another definition of the word relationship is just association uh, or involvement. Another definition, a connection between persons by blood or marriage. Another definition is an emotional or other connection between people. I'm going to read that again. Relationship, the first one being kononia, association, involvement, a connection between persons by blood or marriage, an emotional or other connection between people, and then one of the synonyms of this word kononia is kinship. And last week we talked about the relationship between Ruth and Boaz, Ruth representing the church in in the passage in Ruth, and Boaz representing the Lord Jesus, and him being her and our Jesus being our kinsman redeemer, redeeming us back to God in the original state that we were in before Adam and Eve sinned in the garden. Jesus is our kin. And he's our kinsman redeemer that has redeemed us back to our true lineage. I know my natural lineage of the flesh, but now I'm born a second time I'm born a second time, and I'm connected to that lineage. And he is, he is my redeemer, my kinsman redeemer, who has brought me back to this place 
that I was in before the foundation of the world, before Adam and Eve sinned in the garden. He's brought me back to that place, and that's where he wants me to live, and that's where he wants me anointed. He wants me connected to him. He wants me in a relationship with him like I've never had before so that I can have relationships with other people. So I'm just going to say this to you like this, and then I'm going to say a couple other things and read these two passages that I have. A relationship with him is vital, but as important as your relationship with him is relationships with other people. And every bad relationship that you have with someone else, it's affecting your relationship with him. And everybody sitting in here right now has at least one relationship that needs work. More like ten. I mean, just laugh. Come on, laugh. <laughs> okay, so glory to God. Let's deal with them. Amen? That's why we're on this series. And I'm expecting that by the end of this series, you will know how to develop. By the end of the series, everything's not going to be fixed, but you're gaining the tools and how to develop right relationships between one another. Now, I'm just going to say this. I am not ministering this thinking about you. I didn't see Eric on the front row and thinking, man, I know he needs this message. I'm going to get him. No, I'm ministering this message out of me and my stuff and the things that I've had to deal with in life and the things that I'm still coming through and will still come through till I leave planet Earth. I'm telling you that I've heard from him that you and I need this. So, don't think of yourself too highly that I would be preaching this to you. I'm preaching it to you. Amen? And me. I'm part of us. I'm preaching this to us today. Glory to God. So, 1 John chapter 1, and I'm going to read the first seven verses. And I want you to look at Konania in this passage of Scripture, because what I'm going to give you from 1 John 1 is, I believe it's 10 verses this chapter is, and I believe that everything you need to develop right relationships is found right here. It's a pretty bold statement. I'm just telling you, it's all in these 10 verses. But what does that mean? I'm going to preach this to you, and then you're going to know everything about how to develop a relationship? No. I'm preaching the Word to you, and then the Holy Spirit, over time, will develop that and take you where you're at, and because what you need may be something different than the next person needs. But He knows, and the same Word will do the same thing for each and every one of us. So, get your seatbelt on. Verse 1, that which was from the beginning, 
What was from the beginning? The Word. He was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled concerning the Word of life. Man, huh? Gosh, the Word of life. We've handled Him. But but He's here for us to help us get this. Say this, I can do this. Come on, say it. Say it again. We can do this. We can get these relationships in life right and don't have to be stolen from in life. The enemy does not have to rob us. Because when I look back on my earthly lineage, man, the people in my family that were robbed, they were robbed. When I got saved, nobody was saved. Now everybody's saved. But listen, just because you get saved doesn't mean you know how to handle the relationships. But you know what? Just get a big smile on your face and know God's helping you. And if you just admit you need help, huh? I need help. Whew, greatest revelation I ever got. I need help. If you can admit you need help with relationship, and you don't go try to fix the relationship, but you go to God about the relationship, and you let Him reveal things to you, He'll show you step by step how to make it right. Because what you want is, you don't want to go and try to make something happen, and it makes it worse. And, you know, you don't have to, you have bad relationships with people, you don't have to be best buds with them. Huh? You have to deal with some things in you, even if it's their fault, you've got to deal with you because of the way it's affected you and how it's affecting other relationships you have because of the bad relationship you have there. And it was their fault. You got your seatbelt on, right? See, it was their fault. But see, if it's their fault, why, why, why do I have to do anything? Because you're the one messed up. And, 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 it, and I promise you, it can be justifiable, and he knows. He knows you have a right to feel the way you feel. But he's here to help you get past that, to love people, to lay those things down so that you can embrace his truth and his revelation, but he's the one all along the way, the helper. I, I'm going to... I'm going to give you these over time in this series. But I have about 10 verses of Scripture that I speak every day that have to do with effective relationship. Okay? And right now I'm just going to read them to you. I'll get them to you. I'll I'll put them on the screen and if you want copies of them or whatever you want. But one of them says this. And so I say this verse of Scripture, this is found in Deuteronomy 31 and verse 6, and I say it like this every day. Because Father tells me this, because He's Father to me, okay? And He says, Bert, be strong and of good courage. And so when I speak that, I'm hearing Him say this to me. So... I'm speaking it in the first person when it's written in another person. 
It's written to all people, but now I'm speaking it like Father's saying it to me. Bert, be strong and of good courage. Do not fear, nor be afraid of them. Nor be afraid of them. And you know who them is? Whoever. Whatever is trying to stir me up, whatever's trying to work on me, whatever's trying to get the best of me, whatever's happening in, in the form, do not be afraid of them. You know what he's telling me? You know what he's told me time and time and time again? They're not your problem. You being afraid is your problem. So, Bert, I'm reminding you today, don't be afraid. Do not be afraid of them. I am your father. Actually, it says, for the Lord your God. And he says to me, Bert, I'm your Lord, but I'm your father. I'm the one who goes with you, and I will never leave you nor forsake you. See, if you're meditating on that daily, if you're meditating, that's Deuteronomy 31.6 in the New King James. You can write that down, go look at it yourself. But you, you, can, you can see what I'm, what I'm saying there. But, but see, if you're meditating, if you're declaring those kind of things, and you're beginning to hear the Father say that to you, then He can't lie, and that's a promise, and that means I don't have to be afraid of anything. I don't have to be afraid of anybody, no matter what they threaten me with or do, or it doesn't matter. No matter what, how people come after you, you do not have to be afraid of them because Father said so. That's how we overcome. Can you say amen? That's how we start developing right relationships because we're not seeing people as the enemy. We're seeing the enemy as the enemy. We wrestle not with flesh and blood, but with principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness. Can you say amen? amen? So, I didn't get very far in my passage. <laughs> the word of life. The life was manifested, and we have seen and bear witness and declare to you that eternal life, which was with the Father, and was manifested to us. That which we have seen and heard, we declare to you that you also may have fellowship with us. What's that? Kononia, communion, connection, relationship. And truly, our kononia is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus. And these things we write to you that your joy may be full. When you have kononia with the Father, when you have relationship and fellowship with the Father, when it's ongoing and the Word is being revealed to you by the Holy Spirit because what the Word Jesus is revealing is the will of the, and the heart of the Father. And when, when I'm getting that, then, then it says um, that my joy will be full. This is the message that we have heard from him and declare to you. God is light, and in him there's no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him, watch this. If we say we have kononia with him, relationship with him, and yet we walk in the darkness, we lie 
and do not practice the truth. The Bible calls Jesus this, the spirit of truth, the word of God, the spirit of truth. So he can't lie, so there's no lie in him. So without relationship with the one that can't lie, without my fellowship and connection with him, then I'm going to lie. Gallup says that 85% of Americans lie. I would say 100. So we're all in the same boat. Some people, you know, well, I, I don't really lie. Well, you know, I may tell a little white lie. What's a white lie? Huh? A white lie? That's a little lie? No, you either lie or you ain't. That's bad English, but you know you get what I'm saying, right? You're either telling the truth or you're not. So, listen, all we got to do is be willing to admit, I'm a liar. Hmm? I've lied. No, 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 no. Don't confess you're a liar. Confess, I haven't told the truth and I've lied right there. You have to, you have to say, you have to use the word lying. Well, I didn't totally tell the truth. No, 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 no. You lie. See, that's where, the, that's where the enemy gets us, thinking it's okay to say whatever we want to say. And here he says, if you say you have fellowship with him and then you hate your brother, no, you're lying. No connection with him. So, when I've got that bad relationship where I really despise this certain person, I've got to work on that. But that doesn't mean go to the person. That means go to him. I'm going to say that again in case you didn't hear that. That doesn't mean go to the person in your own ability. You need help. <laughs> I mean, you need a lot of help to know how to develop a right relationship or how to deal with how this thing is wrong. Like I said, you don't have to come become best buddies with people that you've had difficulties, especially if things were the past. Especially if there was abuse involved or things like that. I'm, I'm not saying I know everything that's gone on or happened in people's lives. But, but I'm telling you, the enemy is working overtime to keep you in bondage in relationships so you have no connection with him. Because when you're walking around with unforgiveness and not feeling like you can admit it, you're in a bad place. I'm telling you, you're in a dangerous place. But, we, but when you can admit it, Huh? I just admitted to you the stuff I had. Some of it. That's just a little bit. Because see, when you come into the kingdom, you bring all your baggage with you. Well, I'm born again now, and now everything's perfect. Ha, 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 ha. Huh? No. You got a boatload of baggage that's got to be dealt with. And, it, and, it, and you know how God deals with it? Just one thing at a time. Oh, you got these 45 things, man. We got to get with them. You know, heaven's just running around, you know, like chicken with a head cut off, not knowing how to do it. Man, this guy's got 45 things. No, just one at a time. Huh? Just one at a time. Just one at a time. Thank God for his word. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Thank God for the ability for me to be able to voice what his word says and remind me. Like I say every day, he says, Bert, be strong. Be courageous. Don't fear. Hmm? Don't be afraid. And don't be afraid of them. Don't be afraid of anything out there. There's nothing out there 
is going to get the best of you if you will trust me. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. The promises have to overtake us. And if we put the promises to the side, we do it for a while, but, well, we're not seeing what we want to see. No, it's not for the faint-hearted. You stay with it until you leave here. Not until you see everything you want to see. God's faithful. If he said he'll produce, he'll produce in this life. But you have to remain faithful just to do what he says. Even when we're not faithful, he remains faithful. We just keep coming back to him, keep coming back to him. But he said, but if we walk in the light, that last passage, if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light of what? The word. As he's in the light, we have what? Kononia, fellowship, relationship. See, the reason I'm reading this today is because everything else that we have that we're going to talk about in the form of relationship, and actually, I was going to start on the first one, but I think I, this took me a whole lot longer. I may read through the passage anyway, just real quickly. But from here on out, we're going to talk about relationship after relationship after relationship after relationship. Because I believe you and I need to hear the different types of relationships. You know, we could come in here and say, well, we'll talk about marriage relationships. Well, there's people in here that aren't not married. But there are married people in here that need to hear about it. But then we need to hear about all the other types of relationships that there are in our, all of our lives. And so from here on out, that's what you're going to hear. And he said, he said, if we have fellowship or kononia with one another... And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Uh, let me back that up. He said, so let, let's back up to where the, the first part of that. If we say that we have fellowship with him and yet walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light of the word, as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. See, so when we're walking in the light and the understanding of our relationship with Jesus, our relationship with the Heavenly Father through the person of the Holy Spirit revealing truth, if we're allowing that process to work in our lives, then we have fellowship with one another. We have kononia with one another. We're not intimidated or threatened by one another. We're learning to develop right relationships with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. What's the sin? Not turning to the truth. That's the sin. Me trying to figure it out myself. Now watch this. Okay, I'm going to give you an example of something that from this teaching God showed me about relationships with people. So, you go somewhere. You do something. Um, I was just... I go on a monthly, about a monthly basis to my father's house. I was just there in the last few days. And I was there, and um, there's some of the people, that's my hometown where I grew up, and I was not saved when I grew up, and so there's all, all kinds of things, that, you know, potential of things there. But, um, and, and there's, you know, there's different people I like to see, but then there's people I don't like to see. 
And when I was driving there this time, the Lord said, you need to see that person. I didn't want to. And he said, and you need to take your dad with you. Mm. And, and what, I, what, I've, what I've just learned is God's got a plan. So I, I'm, I'm just getting to the place. I don't even argue with him anymore. You know, I mean, it's like, okay, no. And, and in my mind, what I'm thinking is, okay, we're doing it. We're doing it. In fact, we're not going to sit and meditate on it and talk ourselves out of it. We're going to do it. I'm telling you today, throughout this series, you're, you will be challenged to focus on relationships with people that are difficult. Now, now, you heard what I said just a minute ago. I didn't say go to the person necessarily. I said go to God about it and develop that. This situation, he had been speaking this to me for a while. I didn't want to do it, and I just did it anyway. I mean, I had talked to this person and kind of, you know, but not go to their house and, uh, you know, and, and all, all, but it was a God deal. And you know how long it lasted? 15 minutes. I mean, God will save you all kinds of time if you don't argue with it. Huh? So here's me thinking about doing that. Drive around the block, you know. Somebody said, what, what time are you supposed to be? Uh, well, uh, I'm going to have to be late because I'm driving around the block trying to figure out if I should go and should I stop and should I do this and maybe I, no, God just said do it. He's been telling me to do it. So I drove there. I heard him again. Yes, sir. I just did it. Didn't think any more about it. Just did it. And it was supernatural. Just supernatural. 15 minutes. Supernatural. Because we learn to do things His way. The sin is us thinking we know better. We're talking about the one that lives inside of us that knows everything about everything, and I'm going to know better? Yeah, God, okay, I'll, I'll get to it. Uh-huh. But not only am I suffering by sinning, by disobeying what he's telling me to do, I'm talking about when you, I, the reason I call that sin is because I can. See, I can call that sin to me, for me, not you, me. Because if I disobey that and I know better, that's sin. That's what real sin is. So the more you develop a relationship with God, the more He expects out of you. And when you delay those kind of things, then other things get delayed. That's why these, all of these relationships that we have are so vitally important. I know it's getting late, but I'm going to read this last passage I have. I'm just going to read it. Everybody, everybody say, Pastor's not going to give any commentary. <laughs> so, we're thinking about Konania, relationship, fellowship, okay, as I read this. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 1. And we're not going into this today. We'll, we'll hit this next week. Children, this is in the Passion Translation. Children, if you want to be wise... Listen to your parents and do what they tell you, and the Lord will help you. <laughs> oh, i got to give a commentary. <clears throat> See, if you're doing what, if every child's doing what their parent's saying, and their parents are dealing with all kinds of stuff, then the child needs help. But he still said, obey your parents, not if they do everything right. Mm -mm -mm -mm. 
For the commandment, honor your father and your mother, was the first of the Ten Commandments with a promise attached. You will prosper and live a long, full life if you honor your parents. Fathers, don't exasperate your children, but raise them up with loving discipline and counsel that brings the revelation of our Lord. Those who are employed should listen to their employers and obey their instructions with great respect and honor. Don't unbuckle your seatbelt. Serve them with humility in your hearts as though you were working for the master. That's what we're going to talk about next week. Always do what is right and not only when others are watching. And I'll say that about the employers. Uh, we'll go into detail next week. But I'm not talking about an employer that's going to tell you to do something illegal, immoral, or go against the word. <clears throat> Serve your employers wholeheartedly and with love as though you were serving Christ. Oh, wait a minute, I skipped. Um, as you were working for the master. Always do what is right. And not only when others are watching, mm -mm -mm, so that you may please Christ as His servants by doing His will. Serve your, employer, your employers wholeheartedly and with love, as though you were serving Christ and not men. Be assured that anything you do that is beautiful and excellent, excellent will be, because He's calling you doing that to your employer and serving Him in the right way is beautiful and excellent will be repaid by our Lord, whether you're an employee or an employer. And to the caretakers of the flock, I say, do what is right with your people by forgiving them when they offend you. For you know there is a master in heaven that shows no favoritism. We got a lot to talk about in that passage right there. But I wanted to leave that with you because some of you are thinking, man, I don't think he's ever going to get to those relationships. <laughs> no, the truth is, <laughs> we have to know and see and be able to go back and read and look at the relationship that Jesus had with Father, Jesus had with the Holy Spirit, and Jesus had with His parents. It was, it's vital that we see that and that He lived a real life as a, as a human being. He was directly from the seed and the sperm of the Father. But he was all man in the same way. But he lived his life, no mistakes, no sin, no disobedience, so that you and I could be empowered to live a life free from disobedience and loving and doing the things that God wants us to do. He doesn't want you and I in miserable relationships that are hindering our life and our walk with God. He wants us free. Say this after me again. I can do this. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, we invite you to share it with someone in your life. We would love for you to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also download our app and stay connected to Gates and access to the Word of God anytime you need it. We are believing that the seed of today's Word is going deep in your heart and that you always remember God is more than enough in every situation of your life.